Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome to Enter the Dragoneer's Den. It is I, Jet Force Gemini, bringing you with my co-host, TacoDog8, to the lower tiers of NA Sylph Factions. Yeah, that's By what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how, how is the, the man, the myth, the Mexican food doing over there? Doing great. It's it's warmed up here in in the middle of the Midwest, and that means that I can finally take my bicycle out and ride to work and make sure that my wife doesn't yell at me for going to work when it's 20 degrees outside. I've, I've heard that that has struggles associated with it. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it's like biking is perilous enough, at least around here. I, I make assumptions that other places, bikes are still not actually watched for at all where cars are involved, but... Yeah, that's honestly why I put this bike light that is, like, really flashy. So when you flash, it'll f- flash, but it'll also be bright to make people wonder, like, what the heck was that? And then they're just, you know, everyone thinks it's a spy balloon now, but no, it's it's low to the ground. So you can you can see me. I know you can. I mean, yeah, dress, dress <laughs> you almost have to cosplay just to keep yourself safe. You're not wrong, honestly. I think at this point, I'm probably going to get like a giant flag that says, I'm right here, don't hit me type of thing. But we'll I see mean, what you might, you might as well embroider it with Taco Dog, right? If I can find somebody that can make the flag as a logo, or if I learn how to crochet, I'm 100% doing it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if crochet is the right medium, but... Okay, fine. Get it, getting, getting it done, or a prototype in crochet, I mean, that's still a, a treasure for you, I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Or I can use the Team Instinct flag that I bought a couple of years ago and then accidentally got another one sent. So I just have one for looks, and the other one is just that I wave around that's kind of ripped up a little bit. Going through the, the usual lifespan of a flag. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it's what you do. Yeah, well, and the Instinct flag is probably safer for making sure no one thinks that you're trying to sell tacos you're not wrong honestly but i don't think i'd go to a taco place that has a blue bird on it either just throwing that out there (laughs) yeah i mean all the same you don't want to attract the wrong sort of attention when you're on a bike yeah usually if you attract attention to yourself on a bike it means you're less likely to get hit but sometimes if you attract too much attention people will yell and throw things at you speaking from experience yeah i was like speaking of getting hit are you you ready for your mri (laughs) yeah i go in on valentine's day my wife is not happy about it but by the time you guys hear this episode you know the valentine's event will be over and everybody will have all the chocolate to eat but it's okay because every day is valentine's day when i'm with her yeah that's that's a nice one I gotta, I gotta sneak in some nice things because sometimes she'll listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, did, did you have a good go battle day, not weekend? I did. I, I didn't do all 100 battles, but I did 50, and so I was happy about that. I, I ran, think I figured out I did a similar number. I ran a an Ariados, an Ariados, a Loma Mola, and a Charizard in the back, and. I forgot that Cross Poison has the chance to boost attack, and when I got the boost on a Charizard, I got a double boost on a Charizard and said, this game is broken, I win, just give up, and 
that's what that's what the opponent ended up doing. Yeah, the the poison stings suddenly aren't as easy to ignore when you have the full four X boost. Yeah, and honestly, now that I think about it, I'll probably make the hot take: Ariados is going to is a force in certain metas like the Love Cup. I can't wait to use him in some Sylph metas. And I totally did not just build him just for the Love Cup. That's good. I, I know I didn't. So, or I'll, maybe it was just from last round. Fair. How was your go battle day? It was okay. I started out just kind of the slow climb. I had a bunch of three twos and then a one four, and I was not feeling good about that. And then I kind of went on a spree from there where it was like I won 13 of the next 15 games and that got me up to expert. And then I kind of just did some yo-yoing up there, which was something to feel decent about. Like, obviously, I'm still slacking, but climbing a little. That's fair. I know you're going to hit legend by the end of by the end of the season. It's it's in your it's in your what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's you. You're the legendary professor. You know, <laughs> it's 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 in the name. It's it's manifest destiny. Exactly. It's it's just gonna happen. If you say it enough times, it will speak itself into existence. That and AJ also has reached legend, so you have to like keep up the number of legends on her. Yeah, I guess. Well, and the big the big thing has been just been remembering to play because I kind of got out of the habit again, and it's a good way to jumpstart when there's a go battle day. That is f- true, and also you've been you've been doing some research or posting your research findings in the in the enter the in the server the enter the dragoner server. By the way, the link will be in the in the show notes listed below. And the fact that you're up to three out of I think it was 43, because you didn't count Vulpix encounters, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I just skipped that time. Obviously, there's you're not going to have any legendary encounters during Vulpix time. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, all right then. But yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, to me it was crazy that I didn't get any legendary encounters all last season, and then I got through a lot of this one without any, so it was all of a sudden, oh, by the way, here's three Tapu Lele that you totally wanted. They Niantic probably just figured that oh, people aren't raiding Tapu Lele? Well, let's throw it in the pool. Yeah, well, and that's how I felt about Registeel, too, where there's anytime there's one of those bosses where it's like, I don't need the shiny and I don't really need more because like, I already have XLs done or whatever. It's like, let's let's give, let's throw him a bone. Let's give him the legendary. <laughs> yeah, legendaries out of the, the Go Battle League encounter pool is definitely a nice surprise. Me personally, there's a reason why I don't spend my raid passes. I don't like the legendary that they have, so I don't want them in my raid pool. Yeah, well, and that's it's been a little tough just because I'm pr- a pretty active raider in general, and I feel a little bad when people send invites when it's the ones that I really have no interest in. It's just like, nah, thanks so. <laughs> like, think, think of think of me when Groudon and Kyogre come back soon. I was going to say, did you feel that way when I was sending you all the Mega Gardevoir invites? No, because that, that one is the best fairy attacker that we're ever going to get. So, I mean, just stacking the energy is, is not a bad thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, all right then. So, I think we have some news this week, which is very surprising because we usually don't get news in the middle of the week. They, well, I, I was just thinking going into this podcast that... It's been unusual that we've kind of at least had something to talk about <laughs> every week for a while. Definitely. And usually, well, actually, since we're nearing the end of Wave 2, because February is such a short month, by the time you guys are here, this one will be in the second half. 
I wonder when we're gonna get news on the second wave of the self of vanilla self, and then cycle four is starting in the first week of March. So I'm really excited to see how well this is gonna ha- this is gonna play out. Yeah, we will definitely get one of those ominous soon posts out of self probably this week. Yep, and that and. They- <laughs> The funny part is, is I remember when they would post the soon, they would leave the name of the cup in the file. And so when we download it, we're like, oh, it's this cup. I wonder what this cup entails. But now they change it to teaser. And I'm a little sad to see that they changed it to teaser now. You know, everyone has rough edges and just have to wait now. That's fair. And it looks like that the the ticket holders for the Hoenn tour that's going to happen the weekend that this episode goes live, the ticket holders have received seven days worth of timed research leading up to it. Yeah, well, and as a non-ticket slash attendee person, I have have no idea what that means, but I I hope they're enjoying it and that it's adding to the experience. Like, I know there's a lot of people that have made more of a trip out of this just because it's not their regular playground and it's, it's kind of it's just kind of nice to have that thrown in at, at the last minute where otherwise it was kind of just going to be focused on the weekend 100 percent behind you on that one i think that four of our faction members are going to head out there if i'm not mis- three i think it's three or four i can't quite remember taco's bad at math <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm trying to think who the fourth one would be, but yeah, that is that is definitely the how do I say this the 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 West Coast lean of the faction coming out right there. <laughs> and now you're making me feel like I'm in the minority, being in the Central Time over here. Uh, I mean, wh- whether or not I make you feel that way, <laughs> the truth. ignore the fact that I can stand on a chair and see my entire state and Nebraska because it's so flat, but still. <laughs> But anyway, um, oh, I was I was just gonna ask if if you played Love Disc Day at all. I did not. I've, I've got it was it was it was kind of fun to go out just because I have the bonus adventure incense for this event. Oh, might as well get those spawns. And I, I'm still looking for the Hundo Lily. And so there were there were a few spawns that I liked out of that pool. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I I got the, I got the other shiny fish too nice i got i chose double candy for my route because i want all the candy why wouldn't you pick xp you know sorry let me let me rephrase taco why didn't you pick xp (laughs) (laughs) because i'll get there when i get there okay Mm -hmm. i'm still ahead of my little brother and i'm happily going to be chugging along and now that i'm on a cluster spawn spot with my with my job i'm definitely gonna hit hit some xp gains yeah the game the game really changed as soon as excellent throws were worth a thousand xp a pop yeah that made me actually want to learn how to throw xp curveballs yeah well and as soon as you get to 49 that will become your life (laughs) (laughs) i'm not looking well actually i'm i am looking forward to it and i'm not i'm getting the double candy so that i can I can get all the Pokemon to have the candy to max them out so that when I hit the task, I can just go boom, 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 boom. And then the excellent curveballs are going to be the death of me. But I will definitely throw throw some money at the game and raid legendary mons that have really good circles that I can exploit for excellent throws. It does go a long way when you can essentially just 
farm them for the throws. 100% behind you on that. Is it uh, is it factions time? Should we talk about factions? Yeah, I think we we have we've we've uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We dawdled on it long enough. Time to give the people what they want before they get their pitchforks <laughs> <laughs> and torches. We, we we got through the recap of general game. General game doing general game things. So, yeah, all right. How, how did the games go? What stood out this week? So I do want to point out that the NA Open tier has is janky as always. We had after our after our humbling experience last week, we got paired up against the girls at PVB Academy team and hear me Pyroar, a team that we followed a lot of last last cycle. And so when we got to play them, we were super I was super excited like, "Oh my gosh, we get to play them. Yay!" Thankfully, we were able to rebound from a 17 to 4. And then Michigan PVP and Beginner and Winner Part 2 tied. We have another tie. Back-to-back ties? Yes. And, you know... Now there's four teams in the plus one category. Yes. And it's just like, why? (laughs) Why you do this? But I do also have... Essentially, it means that they should have played each other, right? Like, that they're... (laughs) They're right where they should be as far as their their pairings, but yeah, it's, especially knowing that that only happens because someone didn't set a lineup, like it feels bad. It, it is definitely a feels bad man moment. However, I do also want to point out that the the surprise there were two matchups in bout eight with they were at ten to eight in Barktown Boomers and Battle Boys, and then Sub Zero and Gumi University. Now ten eight is kind of like the meme the meme score because you're just if you're the you're the team that has 10 points you're like oh my gosh i can only i just need to win one game unfortunately more often than not what could go wrong yeah (laughs) the opponent the player that has eight ends up 3-0ing and then it's an 11 to 10 the other way and so barktown boomers and battle boys and sub-zero and gumi university were in that exact spot both barktown and sub-zero had 10 points respectively unfortunately battle boys though they were able to Win, win the last matchup. They did not do a 3-0 sweep and unfortunately lost 11 to 10, solidifying Barktown Boomers as the winner of NA Open for Cycle Three Season Two. So congratulations to congratulations to Barktown Boomers. Y'all have kicked butt. You've dominated every single team that you've come come up against, and I wish you guys the best of luck in your next tier. Unless it's iron and we end up fighting you in iron, then you know we got we got to hate each other for a week. I'm sorry. We can we can still wish them luck in general. Okay, fine. <laughs> also, I, I watched uh, Fuiken's battles for that 3-0, and man, on, on paper it did not look great for him, and he made it happen. It was it was impressive. Oh, did I get the number wrong? I got the teams wrong. Shoot, Battle Boys were up ten to eight. Yeah, yeah. and Barktown got the 3-0 sweep. Okay, fine. Ignore what I just said about that first part, but still. They just they just added a little drama to their dominant run this cycle. Yep, definitely get, definitely being a team that has a sweaty match like that is one for the one for the history books. The other team that I was talking about was Sub-Zero and Gumi University. Sub-Zero was in a 10-8 spot and they said, "No, we are not going to let this team 3-0 again." We know what happened last time, and they took a they took a two one victory in the last bout. Speaking of those sub zero people, it's like we, we usually talk about them. We do, and honestly, with Gumi University, 
I, I will only talk about the Ember spot this time because Deer Mountaineer brought a Raikou and same. And and Thigh Me Garthief brought a Moltres and a Minor. I like I like Moltres a lot. It's it's got fun potential, just either you run it specifically with Ancient Power because that can take out the usual Fireflyer or Overheat can take out almost anything else that isn't already weak to Sky Attack. Yeah, and and honestly, kind of looking at that, Moltres is one of those Pokemon that's ranked super high, but I don't think anybody really uses it as much. I did run it in our Vanilla Self tournament, and it was it was fun. The flying slant of it is nice compared to the Charizard, where it's like, yeah, you have the wing attack on Charizard, but you have no other flying charge to back it up and be that flying type. Gotcha, okay. And then, you know, the, the fun fact with Moltres is it beats the Polyrath unless they bait. Oh. Successfully? Yeah. So it's a little sim hero-y is what I'm hearing. Well, it's just, it's one of those very similar to Charizard where the mud shots really aren't doing anything. So they have to get ahead somehow, and that's that's the one way. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Alrighty. And then in the Vanguard slot, both teams brought Shadow Walrein, Registeel, and Noctowl. And there was a little bit of... There was a little bit of some meta picks with Shadow Gallade, Machamp, and the Ghost Slot, Kafarigas versus Frostlass, and then Shadow Swampert versus Dragalge. Now, definitely OG Player One did did their homework and probably and pivoted around and probably used Shadow Gallade for the Walrein, Machamp, Shadow Swampert, and Registeel, and then Wal the, their Shadow Walrein for the Frostlass and Noctowl. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah, Gal- Galley can do a ton of work in this meta. And then it's, it's really just a matter of I, I like Kofa a little bit better than Frostlass here. Um, you do lose out on the Noctowl, but it, it feels like in almost every other situation, the Kofa Grigus does a little better. Like, yeah, you're not resisting the ice off the wall rain, but you're also in a position to actually take down something like a Machamp. In this particular meta, I would I would keep Kofa Grigus, drop the Frostlass. Frostlass lovers, please don't cancel me. I would keep the Kofa Grigus. I would drop Frostlass because if you if you really needed a Pokemon like that can handle Noctowl, you have you ha- really essentially have your picks and. Walrein, Regirock, Regice, Mantine, Crustal. I just think there's more counterplay against Noctowl in the Vanguard meta, where it, with Kafarigas, it's a little bulkier than Frostlass. And so for me personally, I think the, the definite MVP for Ghost in the Vanguard slot has to go to Kafarigas. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels almost brainless at this point to say, oh yeah, like, Kofa's great, Noctowl is great, Regirock is great. And then, you know, your pick of the water ices and the fighters, because they, they're all good at what they do. And if you look specific, or if you look specifically in the Vanguard slot, both players that brought the Koffer Kyrgyz won their bouts. Just throwing that out there. I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but, you know, Koffer Kyrgyz, better than Frostlass confirmed, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> moving down to the other matchup, it is interesting to see the standard Gallade into a Shadow Gallade as well. Yeah, and it's been, I'm really surprised that Gallade can do really well in the Great League because of how glassy it is. Yeah, well, and I'm sure I talked about it already, but in my 
short stint in Vanguard, Gallade was definitely my MVP because as soon as you actually balance out the Sim for any of its matchups almost, it, it does way better than even that kind of first pass that looks on paper because sometimes the, the PB poke is bad at move timing. Mm -hmm. Ain't that the truth, some, ain't that the truth, but you know, technology is a wonder when it works, otherwise it's a giant paperweight. Alrighty, any, so. Any, anything else cool down here? I mean, the Red Eyes, I still wish I had a little bit better one for Great League. I'll probably find someone to swap eventually, but t the more time goes by, the more certain I am that it's just gonna go lucky. Yeah, I think the Red Eyes in this instance had to be running Thunder. It does get Earthquake, which at least would be neutral or better into this whole team too. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, that's fair, too. I need to learn. Oh, and then the other thing I thought of is at least we get a Shadow Regis pretty soon, or whatever, whenever the next Giovanni rotation is. I think it's going to be Shadow Regrock, because they went Shadow Registeel, and then, because I know it's Regis, Regrock, Registeel, and they start at Regis, so they're going to move back to Regrock, that nobody's going to raid it, that nobody's going to try to save, except the, the hardcore... The hardcore red red rock enthusiasts and then <laughs> red eyes will be the final one i'll probably cash in my current radar on the reggie rock all right then just to keep going through them you know so i will have two for whenever we get one of the better things to finally show up but i think registeel is my one skip that's fair. I, I honestly, I'm holding on to mine as well. Alrighty, moving on into the Master League, we have Betsy and Calvin taking a 2-1 over MLNG with their Zacian, Garatina Altered Form, Gyarados, Swampert, Genesect, Drive Unknown, and Mamoswine. Up against Dialga, Snorlax, Dragonite, Exedrill, Sylveon, now that's a nice pick, and Kyogre. It has gotten a lot more versatile since the quick attack buff. Yeah, you can't just go charm, go burr, I win. Or maybe or you can. Just, or just be hoping that that gets you through. Like, obviously, there's there's only one steel type this time, so, I mean, it's not too bad, and it's going to resist quick attack also, or all of Sylveon's move, moves either way. You might as well be doing charm damage. That's fair. Yeah, then kind of looking at the team as well, just in... On Betsy's side, Swampert looks like it can put in a lot of work against against ML's team. Kind of just losing against the Dragonite and the Kyogre. I mean, Kyogre would probably be more of a soft loss. So Dragonite looks to be the only thing that really walls Swampert, per se. But definitely with, like, Swampert definitely had to be coming in. And that kind of would open up the rest of Betsy's team to kind of just pivot around lining Swampert up into something that wasn't Dragonite. Yeah, and, and I suspect the the usual Zacian pivots with nukes. Yeah, that's fair. The, I mean, you never know what Zacian... I don't like fighting Zacians in the Master League because I'm either getting close combated, play rough, or wild charge, and I always seem to call it wrong. <laughs> they always have the move that they need. <laughs> exactly. They just... I, I do like the look of Snorlax here, too. Do you think Snorlax probably ran body slam and i would say no not outrage because superpower really only helps you against the mana swine fight mm -hmm. and superpower mm -hmm. doesn't really once again only for mana swine so if you want to double down on mana swine but i would say maybe a case for outrage for altered garatina and gyarados yeah it, it actually makes that garatina matchup so much easier to to mentally handle when you have something to throw at it that does damage 
Gotcha, gotcha. Well, all right then. Should we should we check out Ultra? I'm def- I'm going up to that one. We had <laughs> the Black Luffy unfortunately losing to I can't pronounce that. Henchi and Henchihiro. Did great. Thank you. I was gonna say Hamtaro, but then that was gonna be way out of left field. It's like we we, we know what era you grew up in. <laughs> I still I I still remember I still want to watch that show for the nostalgia and I know it existed but I can't find it online anywhere and it makes me sad that I have to, that there's, I there's have so to many of those that people will just start talking about that feel like they almost didn't exist until you find someone else that actually saw some episodes you know that was that was my thought process or that was my thought and then this other podcaster by the name uh, the the podcast name is As the Pokeball Turns, and I saw the profile picture, and I go, oh, "It wasn't a fever dream." I remember. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of people love him, Taro. So you're in good company. Yes. Okay. That's one of the more obscure ones in the hard ones. But anyway, back to Ultra League. So we had the Black Luffy's Registeel, Pidgeot, Scrafty, Shadow Gliscor. It looks like it'd be a fan favorite in the Open Ultra right now. Driftblim and Armored Mewtwo went up against Escavalier, Lapras, Charizard, Nidoqueen, another Sylveon, and Garatina Altered Form. This is generally where we see a lot of the Garatina Altered Forms, whereas in the Master League, you see a lot of Garatina Origin Forms, or Garatino, as they're commonly called. Jiro. <laughs> Jiro. Okay, Jiro works too. Nidoqueen is surprising to see. Like, obviously, uh, we saw it on. Uh... Fuikid's team, but in the shadow version, but regular Nidoqueen. Did it have anything to hit here? Earth Power. It was crafty. Earth Power. Earth Power and Stone Edge for Registeel Pidgeot and Driftblim. Actually, Stone Edge makes a lot of sense here. Stone Edge would not help with Registeel. Well, the Earth Power would. Oh, did you say Earth Power Stone Edge? Yeah, Earth Power Stone Edge. Just completely ignore the the Poison Fang damage on this one. <laughs> My brain only slotted one of the nuke moves, so no. I was like, <laughs> look. Sometimes you have to double nuke to get to get your point across, like I did with Beware and Superpower. Stomp, Stomp just doesn't get the job done. Need that payback. Yep. And let's see here. Payback. Who do, who who do we actually like in this one? You know, based on the, I like the armored armored Mewtwo honestly, and I like I'm Sylveon. I see more Sylveon in Ultra League than in Master League, so it was very shocking to see it up there. But you generally actually don't have to run the Earth Power Needle Queen because you do have Escavalier, you know, holding down the fort to kind of keep Registeel and Scrafty not coming out to play. It's, it's so tricky though into three flyers. True, but that's that's where you have Lapras. The, you can kind of use that Escav Lapras core for the three flyers. Well, and I'm I'm even looking more at Lapras Charizard as having a pretty good look. Uh, I hadn't gotten that far. <laughs> I think at least in this in this instance Han Hero's team had more flexibility than the Black Luffy's team, and so that kind of just gave for better pivots into into this matchup. Yeah, it is It is just a little odd. Like, uh, I'm used to seeing the Armored Mewtwo come out ahead just because it's, it's kind of a niche pick that people don't even necessarily have anyone they can practice against for it, so... Yeah, I haven't even built mine to practice against our Ultra League specialists. I should do it's that. Like, obviously, it didn't hurt 
Sub-Zero too much as a team. Like, they still came away with a win there. Or at least a point, I should say. Yep. That's that's definitely one thing to say. So, in the in the last bout... Last, or in the, last one. In the open Great League slot, excuse me, Reezy went up against Lizzle? Lizzle. Zizzle. <laughs> one of those things had to be correct. Lizzle? Lizzle. Whatever. <laughs> I tried. So, Reezy brought G-Fisk, Lantern, Alolan Ninetales, Toxicroak, Jumpluff, and Quagsire up against Azumarill, Lantern, Umbreon, Frostlask again, Shadow Drapion, Drapion, and Vigoroth. Right off the bat, this, without diving in too much, this Toxicroak looks like it did a lot of work. Yeah, it had, it had potential into pretty much the entire team. The the standard moveset of Counter, Mud Bomb, Sludge Bomb really, pro- honestly, really put in some work. You could threaten the Drapion, you could threaten the Drapion, threaten the Vigoroth, threaten the Lapras, definitely hurt the Azumarill. You don't have to be that far ahead against the Frostlass either to actually flip that. And especially with Frostlass, you could use Lantern, <laughs> kind of pair that up and just like use all your shields on Lantern and then let, or use all your shields on Toxicroak, excuse me, and let Lantern and or Jump Pluff just go to town because bulky boys gonna bulk or excuse me. And, I, and i think that is the the trick of this one is between toxic rogue and lantern especially that they have no grass type to scare lantern at all like the, those two can almost do it all basically where it's it actually starts to be a little surprising that they took a game back like i do really like the the balance and the bulk of both of these teams but mm. that that is the risk you run when you don't have a grass type is it makes lantern's life a lot easier Yep, and I mean, you said it best on that instance of Rizzy. Rizzy definitely had the the better end on this matchup. I'm I give my props to El Zizzle for taking at least one game off from what could have been a 3-0 sweep. And those those are the kinds of games that are fun to get a little insight on. It's <laughs> just like, okay, what was the strategy? Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, fun fact: there was a there was a, a person on Twitter that tagged us a an Ember like it was one game of their Ember match and I was watching it and I said oh this person's letting us use their footage and then kind of dissecting it on so that will definitely be something like like I said I usually make the the statement of if you would like to send us some footage after it's over you are more than welcome to or before hey if you're in another what's the word I'm looking for if you're in another conference or in the upper tiers if we don't fight you, I think that would be all fair because the only people that are going to see it is Jet and myself. Yeah, well, and especially if it's a Pokemon that we talk about or a head-to-head that is similar to something we've we've kind of been troubleshooting, I, I would love to see that. Definitely. Alrighty, so with the wrap-up of Open out of the way, we get on to the final, the final bout, bout nine... I will only cover the top five matchups because, I mean, to be quite frank, these top five are, de- are going to decide who is getting promoted and who is staying in open. So we've got the Barktown Boomers fighting Sub-Zero. Battle Boys are fighting the Red Hot Queen Bees. They've only, they're the other two, they're the other two lost teams, excuse me, and Sub-Zero. That's, forgot. that's my, that's my match to watch. Definitely. This will definitely be a trap game. For, for the battle boys <laughs> that's the that's the cinderella story right there is the fact that the queen bees are right back in contention yeah 
I'm pulling for you, Queen Bees. Even though even though we won in bout one, we're still we're still rooting for you to to avenge us. <laughs> we also have Dinair Don't Care facing the Upstart Island Guardians, a team that has been very quietly climbing the ranks, winning games, and now they are in contention for promotion as well. Grievard Underdogs and Rowdy Rowdy Rowlets, excuse me, are going Two to be more new teams. Yeah, two more underdog teams. They have definitely been an upstart here. If they don't get promoted this one, they will definitely be one of the teams that can and will get promoted next cycle. And then last but not least, we have Roslark Bow and Northeast Bastodons. Once again, these were two juggernaut teams that have unfortunately had the dice fall the other way, but still kind of fighting out, trying to solidify a top 10 position. So best of luck to each of those Best luck to each of those factions. And once again, congratulations to Barktown Boomers for winning Cycle 3 Season 2 of the North American Open Conference. Is it iron time? Yeah. It's iron time. Alrighty. So, in iron, we have the Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex taking down Wu-Tangela Clan, 15-6. Stadium Elite Silver, Thwomps Angry Bottoms, 18-3. Fearsome Frost last beats Sylph League San Antonio 17 to 4. Pioneer Valley and Bad Mewtwo's play to a 13 to 8. I believe Pioneer Valley gets revenge from last cycle. And then last but not least, SoCal Swablu beats Bustamime 16 to 5. Jet, any matchups or any surprising what's the one looking for? Any surprising matches that kind of kind of was like, oh really? That was the score? I was quickly checking to see if Pioneer Valley had played Bad Mewtwo's, and that was their that was their first meeting. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for but, that. <laughs> but overall, overall, yeah, overall, I think that one is is probably the most surprising, just for how we've been seeing these go. Right, and especially with Pioneer Valley being that team that was doing really well, and then Bad Mewtwo's finishing at the top, solidifying their promotion into Iron. It was very surprising that these two teams hadn't fought yet. Let's see. Like overall, this is this is another one of those where I'm surprised we get to week eight and have no close matchups in the end as far as points go. <laughs> Especially with Bad Mewtwo's playing Pioneer Valley, like that is ended up being the closest, but still five points apart. Like it wasn't it wasn't a down to the wire. Yeah, five points apart. And because of that last bout, Pioneer Valley PvP is one game or one battle won behind Bad Mewtwo's for that second spot. And then SoCal Swablu is also one point behind Pioneer Valley PvP. Also with math is hard for me. I took I had to take a pause. With six wins overall. Because of Stadium Elite Silver's latest win over Angry Bottoms, they have now solidified the solidified the they have taken the iron iron tier crown and will be double promoted into bronze so congratulations to stadium elite silver if i had a party blower i'd blow it now but i'll find a sound effect for it later cue the kazoo i miss my kazoo but looking back at it this honestly the most the stacked teams from from na open last cycle are almost all at the top with the exception of Pioneer Valley and Nebraska Winter Vortex. Sorry, Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex. Gosh darn it, you gotta set the count back to zero. <laughs> you, you made it through 
half an episode? <laughs> I had made it through almost the entire cycle without saying Nebraska. Speaking of the Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex, it, it will be interesting to see how they do against Stadium Elite Silver just because they did have enough game wins up until now to be chasing the other six win teams, especially if they didn't win, but since they are against Stadium Elite Silver, it feels like more of a long shot, but <laughs> I, I do wonder how t- how they will treat this last bout knowing that they get the double promotion no matter what, because I, f- I feel like that can set you up to play a little sloppy, or just like wild and loose, right? Like, That's fair. <laughs> you Knowing that you can do no wrong is, is kind of too liberating sometimes. That's fair, and Honestly, like, I, we'll kind of go over the previews in a second, but there's one I do want to point out. The top teams are playing the bottom teams, with the exception of SoCal Swablu and Pioneer Valley mm-hmm. PvP. So if Winter Vortex beats Stadium Elite Silver, that will give them 18 wins and at least 11 points, which will put them at 112. And the winner of SoCal Swablu and Pioneer Valley is going to get promoted, while the other one is staying behind. But if, yeah, and that's that's guaranteed no matter what happens with the rest. Yep. And yep. if Stadium Elite Silver does win, well, then it doesn't really matter. It's been solidified, and everyone's just playing for funsies. Nothing wrong with playing for funsies. I wish I could be in a. I wish I could play for funsies. <laughs> <laughs> you had an opportunity to play for funsies, <laughs> and I still just... lost. <laughs> but it's okay. But it's okay. I had fun, and that's all that matters. It is nice that we get to cover Angry Bottoms this week in our kind of dive also, just because obviously they were only going to go up against Stadium Elite once, and we're here. Here, Yeah, we're here for it. Okie dokie. So, starting in the Vanguard slot, we have Frag and Wagon going up against National Bowler 1. Frag and Wagon brought three Shadow Pokemon... A very metal line, it looks like, without the Copper Grigus, but instead brought Gorgas. Whereas National Bowler brought his second favorite Pokemon, Dugong. For those of I feel you. Like, Go on. I feel like I've seen Fragon favor the Gorgeist. No, I'm just gear- like actually looking back. Okay. Maybe not, because they've been otherwise playing Master League. So that's- <laughs> <laughs> well, Fragon Wagon take- definitely taking a shot in Vanguard, doing well. Was able to pull off a sweep against. National Bowlers, Dugong, Primeape, Frostlass, Pelipper. Now that's some spice. Regirock and Quagsire. I wonder if this Quagsire had the right moveset. Yeah, that's insider knowledge. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, Pelipper in general is another one of those just straight buff recipients with the whole wing attack upgrade. Didn't have any of the, the drawbacks worked in, like with Poison Fang on Golbat or anything like that, so... It's back into the meta where it had kind of been pushed out. Yeah, the only reason why we're not seeing a lot of Pelipper is because it takes double super effective damage from Spark Lantern. Which, you know, I understand the reasoning, but in a meta where Lantern's not allowed, Pelipper's gonna shine. Free my boy Pelipper, but you still lose to Flygon. This is a, a Lantern-free meta anyway, right? Yes. Okay, so I, I looked back and the other player who has been in that vanguard spot has been running Gorgeist and it, it was kind of a they, they picked up where they left off like here's the team just use it use this team get wins 
Yeah. Vanguard team go burr. Well, all right then. Go back to the matchup. So in the next matchup, Desync face Sox. Sox tempo four. Both teams brought Celio. And that is where their similarities end. Desync brings a Regirock in the usual fighter slot versus the Shadow Machamp. We see the Cofferigus against the Frostlass. Noctowl versus Dragonair. We all know why we want, why we not know Desync won, because he brought Dinair and everybody knows Dinair don't care, baby. Venusaur into Rainy Cast form and regular Charizard into Kantoma. Very interesting pick, honestly. Kantoma doesn't learn Ice the Punch. The Thunder Punch is, is pretty good. Yeah, because Kantoma doesn't learn Ice Punch, right? Just Thunder Punch. Gotcha, okay. So in this matchup itself, once again, we have Cofferigus doing Cofferigus things. And the only, quite frankly, the only thing I'm really seeing is Cofferigus beats beating the Frostlass in a, in a head-to-head. But when it comes to Noctowl, Noctowl kind of has a little bit of some play against Venusaur, Dragonair, and Charizard, no? Yeah, well, and it's it's tough, though, because at least in Sox's perspective, like, he's almost asking Noctowl to do too much at that point because it's the only hard counter to Kaffa. Yeah, because then yeah, because you're essentially devoiding or devoiding. You're essentially throwing all your resources at this Kofferigus and that kind of leaves Desync to kind of play around that option to pull out a 2-1 victory like it did here. Yeah, and and if you if you know the Noctile's coming, it makes it a lot easier to run an anti-Noctile specifically, yeah. <laughs> Celio, Regirock, and Cofferigus to bait out the Noctowl. Or Dinair, because you know Dinair don't care, baby. Yeah, well, and, and Dinair is as safe a swap as ever here. Like, obviously, the, the Celio can, can deal, but not a whole lot else really wants to handle it. Gotcha. Machamp is okay. Frost, Frostlass is one of those that you think, oh, it's an Ice Dive, it should do fun. No. It's not going to have a good time, sadly. But all right, so before we get canceled by the Frostlass lovers, I'm going to move on into Ember, where Frostlass is never seen. And the only one I'm seeing is Crisscross brought in Ampharos and took one game off of Magic Mason. Actually, when you think about it, Frostlass, Ampharos is definitely one of those Pokemon that can put in some work. Ampharos is great. You, you got kind of the best of both worlds with Ampharos with the Brutal Swing buff. Brutal Swing, Thunder Punch, Ampharos into Ember. That's a thought. Crisscross, if you're if you're still listening, <laughs> teach me your Ampharos ways, my friend. Please. I, I'm also glad that he is a Primate lover. Primate puts in a lot of work in the meta, and I really wanted to run it the week that I had a good matchup, but I didn't get to switch my team in time, and so here we are. <laughs> I might steal this game just so. <laughs> it is, I mean, it is the last, like, ostensibly, actually, the very last week of Ember. So anything you want to try, like, do it now. That's fair. Alrighty. So in the Master League, we had G-Free brings the greatest Mega Pokemon of all time, Mega Pidgeot. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> the Super Saiyan Mega. Super Saiyan Pidgeot. Metagross, Gyarados. Super Stan. Both the X and Y mascots and Garatina going up against Zacian, Mega Blastoise, Reshiram, Gyarados, Metagross, and Excadrill. My one regret is that Mega Pidgeot did not get to probably did not get to do as much work as I thought it was going to, but it was there. It did its job. It did its thing. 
And it brave birded the competition to heck and back. I am also surprised to see Mega Blastoise. I think this might be the first Mega Blastoise we've seen. I think it's, I think we've or seen. Or one of one of very few. There we go. That's fair. And then also the first kind of heads up uh how do i say this off meta megas <laughs> <laughs> i'm just i'm just happy that mega pidgeot was brought like that that's all i care about in this one i don't care if g free the g free lost two to one in my opinion in my in my uh in my heart g free brought the mega pidgeot so he gets a 3-0 in my book i'm gonna change that to instead of two to two to one it's gonna be angry bottoms five sandwich silver 16. <laughs> they're all better <laughs> The, the Xerneas Eveltal combo is also cool, just thematically. And quite frankly, the, the, the Xerneas with that thunder could very much help hurt the Gyarados, and I know that's about all I can do. But Eveltal can put in a lot of work against Metagross, Reshiram, and, but he has to watch out for Mega Blastoise because of Ice Beam. Things not named Zacian. <laughs> What's Zacian? What's Yveltal's uh, other move? I know it's Dark Pulse and is it Sky Attack? You can. No, so no Sky Attack, but you've got a bunch of other nuke options where you can Focus Blast for Steel types, especially looking at like Dialga. And then you can do Hurricane if you actually want to do more flying damage. Oh, well, today I learned. It also gets gust, but I don't I don't see that having <laughs> quite as much utility as making sure you make it to charge moves. That's a that's a fair uh, that's a fair thing. Dark Pearls, Hurricane, Psychic or Hyper Beam. Hmm, interesting. Can we see some get beamed action? I don't know, but you know, LV Pips lost three to nothing to G Free because because Pidgeot. That's how and that that's works. That's all right? she wrote. <laughs> In the Ultra League, Jonathan Kelly brings. Oh, this is okay. So. You know, we did it for the last team. We have to do it for this team as well. Jonathan Kelly brings Pidgeot, which is why they got the 3-0. <laughs> Pidgeot, Registeel, Stunfisk, Armored Mewtwo, Gliscor, Tapafini, up against Venusaur, Machamp, Lapras, Chrysalia, Walrin, and Mandibuzz. Now, you know, on paper, Deku looks like... Deku's team looks better. So, I probably have to chalk this up to John... Tell, tell, me, what, tell me what you're seeing in saying Deku's team looks better. Okay, so Machamp can beat the Registeel... It can threaten the Pidgeot with its Rock Slide, right? Venusaur beats Stunfisk and Tapu Fini. Now, Lapras counters Pidgeot, Stunfisk, Gliscor. Chrysalia, I mean, aside from, from Moonblasting, can maybe hurt Pidgeot? I, I don't know that matchup entirely. It's just a thick Pokemon. Okay. Walrein kind of cover, kind of does the same thing that Lapras does, but can threaten Registeel with Earthquake, and Mandibuzz threatens armored mewtwo and gliscor so that's like my my thought process what are you saying? okay I, <laughs> I i i hear you but i heard two like threats for each of those things that you said which is a losing matchup for each of them so it's, oh is it's, it you're, you're playing you're playing from behind in that case if you're only beating two things on the other team oh okay <laughs> so so yeah like the the Cresselia is fairly useful in general against things not named Registeel in this matchup. But again, like you're asking so much of one Pokemon. And then your one like real Registeel count counter in Machamp, like you have to get that lined up. Okay. So would would kind of the reason being that 
Well, kind of the reason of Deku getting swept would be would be he asked too much of his Pokemon. I, I mean, this it's it's just one of those things like open ultra, open Great League, especially like it's just it's really easy to feel safe not bringing more than one or one and a half answers to a Pokemon, thinking oh. You, my opponent is going to bring it when you know there's so many options and especially like with the point system where it's like unless they've already been bringing it you feel more safe that they won't okay and, and looking back okay yeah um, Jonathan Kelly had run the Registeel many times including right before so I, I feel like it was just didn't really account for it well gotcha gotcha okay I see what you're saying now I do like the Mandibuzz pickup though I think it does kind of a similar job to Crest, where it just kind of buys you that time, some breathing room. Right, but if you kind of li- if you line up against a Tapafini or Stunfisk, you're not gonna do. You're not gonna have a good day. Yeah, but at least with Snarl into Registeel, like you can you can at least chip back some. Like it's it's not it's not like some of the other matchups where you you can't even really chip effectively. <laughs> That's fair, honestly. Okay. The full hard counter ones. So it wasn't. So there was still some play, but it just had to be navigated pretty effectively. I see. Yeah. Well, and and so that that's just all focused on the Registeel, right? So ah. <laughs> there's there's a there's a lot of freedom then behind that, where the Armor Mewtwo is is looking pretty great, also, and we we know how we we know how out of hand Pidgeot can get, also, if you're not careful with your shields or you're not pressured into using so okay i see what you're saying yeah i i i really i feel like the the matchup was was also not in deku's favor here oh okay i'm still hyping up deku now remember, oh yeah now remember when cycle force well cycle force ultra field already dropped so we know the last time that deku had had a cycle had a limited meta cycle in Ultra, he went off. Like, he carried the team. <laughs> well, and it helps so much to have builds already done for the limited metas. Yeah, okay. Definitely, definitely. He made he made Celestial Field his daddy. Or he was the daddy of Celestial Field. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Alrighty, so enough on that. We gotta move on into, into the Great League. So we had Jim Corn. Or 3D Gym Corn with Shadow Hitmonchan, Sableye, Lantern, Jump Pluck. What is this team? Shadow Needle Queen and Aloma Mola up against Katrina, Alola Ninetales, Mew, Noctowl, Talonflame, Vigoroth, Obstagoon. Now, right off the bat, Shadow Hitmonchan with Counter, and depending on what Elemental Punch, probably Thunder Punch, threatens four Mons. At least that's what I'm thinking. Jet, you can. Chime in and say I'm wrong at any point. <laughs> no, I mean Shadow Hitmonchan has been a long time. I don't want to call it sleeper exactly, but it gets overshadowed by especially Medicham in Open greatly because obviously you can beat the other fighters with Medi. But Shadow Hitmonchan, it it brings all kinds of damage, and until you've seen both of its charge moves, everything is in danger. Gotcha. And then especially kind of looking at. You know, the rest of the matchup. Lantern can cover Noctowl and Talonflame really well. And then Nidoqueen can definitely threaten the Alolan Ninetales a little bit with that poison poison jab damage. And then I think in this case, Hitmonchan probably brought Fire Punch and Thunder Punch just to 
threaten as many Mons as possible. And I think that was the reason why Jim Korn was able to take a 3-0 sweep over Katrina. Looking at Katrina's team also, the the double counter really didn't have much of anywhere to go. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, that, that cut into their usual effectiveness. Like, <laughs> Aloma Mall is such a such an interesting grab for that that last slot for for jim corn like okay and it worked so well here it's one of those like sometimes you just have a good read and as much as i'm a fan of mew plus dark type this cycle as just an archetype because mew can is you know our swiss army knife with moves that still needs a dark type to back it up like gotcha i see Oh, I was I was also gonna comment back on the Hitmonchan where you can almost get away with doing something like close combat Thunder Punch. But then wouldn't you kinda leave yourself open to the Alola Ninetales a little bit? I mean Alola Ninetales is neutral to fighting. Okay. I see, I see. And and so if, if you're if you're dropping that close combat on it and dipping, that's that's with so much damage. And alternatively, you can you can even just run pup because the, the counters are, are gonna chunk. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So this is our, this is why Jess the professor, he has given so much information on obscure Pokemon like Hitmonchan. <laughs> it just means I've been beaten by these Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I understand the, the damage they can do. Well, you know, I lost to a Como-O, but I still don't understand Como-O. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fighting version of Dragonite, basically, that actually gets close combat instead of superpower. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty then. So, for about nine, I already mentioned SoCal and Pioneer Valley playing. We also have Busta Mime and Self League playing for respect. Angry Bottoms are fighting the bad Mewtwo's. They're gonna probably, they're gonna try to pull an upset. And then Fearsome Frostlass and Wu Tango Clan are fighting as well. So, if bad Mewtwo's lose, and Nebraska, damn it, <laughs> did it again. And and Winter Vortex wins, then Winter Vortex will be promoted, and with along with SoCal Swablu, uh, along with the winner of SoCal Swablu and Pioneer Valley. And then afterwards, we're gonna have just a great big old time of we're gonna spin the wheel, and whatever happens happens for the last promotion spot. It's chaotic. I love it. Yeah, well, and that's 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 like the big. Uh selling point i guess of iron is <laughs> ultra chaos <laughs> ultra chaos my buddies or my buddies the the people in the na self arena server had had their dose of chaos today in in na general that was a lot of fun <laughs> those buddies of yours <laughs> they are all now my, my my friends and i will meme them and then I will get memed on, and then it'll just be one great, one great big memery. But actually, though, there was one person that is in that is not in the server that I really wish was, and that's Sodery, because he always has a joke, and then I always make a joke, and then we just build off each other's jokes like we're the best of friends. Sodery, I know you're listening because your faction teammates also listen. Get in this server, friend. <laughs> teammates in KO. Yep, that's us, or that's me. I make friends by by what's the word bullying not bullying by <laughs> memeing until they say you know what what's going on with this person and then they're like oh they're not so bad it's like are they okay okay <laughs> are they okay the correct answer must, is must protect. maybe Alrighty, so now we're going into copper finally and in this one we had an incredible it's, it's not show. it's okay. not any better <laughs> what 
It's 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 not any um, more even. No, it's not. We had Rock Paper Slark posting a twenty-one to nothing victory over Ghost Pepper Dunspice. Once again, what is going on? I don't know. We had Sfield Team Six taking a fifteen to six over the Swell Sprouts. Mazer Gaming loses a heartbreaker to the Mighty Thunder Ducks. The Tap and Turtle Squad rebounds from Rock Paper Slark. 14-7 against Testudo Skills, and Sharks and Wreck continues to show their dominance against NMPVP. Now this is actually the first the first tier that does not have a clear winner one week before the cycle end. Because, well, technically they don't, or mathematically they don't, but they still kind of do. Rock, Paper, Slark has got 112 points, or 112 battles won over Sharks and Wreck, who only has 100, meaning that the only possible way that Sharks and Wreck jumps Rock, Paper, Slark is if Rock Paper Slark does not put a single point on the board and Sharks and Wreck puts at least 13 points on the board. Is that mathematically possible? Yes. Is it going to happen? No. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but both teams are moving up. Yes. That, that much is clear. <laughs> yes. Now, Sfield Team 6, I know you're playing Rock Paper Slark. If you could just sweep seven times in a row, That'd be pretty awesome. Wait, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, we're gonna jump into we're gonna jump into the Tap and Turtle Squad's 14 to 7 dissection a little bit. So we had Zero to Hero going up against Haas Jackson with the Celio against the Walwyn, Primate versus the Champ, Jellicent against Cofagrigas. Shadow Dinair against regular Dinair. Now we all know that the the non Shadow Dinair is objectively better than the evil Dinair because good beats evil. Both teams beat bring Noctowl and then you have Milotic versus Stunfisk in that final slot. But once again we see Cofagrigus doing Cofagrigus things and aside from the Celio and Stunfisk, Noctowl on Zero to Heroes team looks like it has a really good a, a lot of play against the rest of this team, no? Yeah, I, it's it's a little tricky just because I mean the Dragnair matchup isn't super clean, and, and you know, who knows? It could be Bubble, Ice Beam, Jelly. That's fair. And then at least in this instance, Jellicent, would you even want to use Bubble Beam in this instance? I I think you would just go double nukes with Ice Beam and Shadow Ball. Yeah, you you would you would want the Shadow Ball for sure. And <laughs> I was I was mostly joking about even the Bubble where. Oh. Oh, that's right. Hex, hex kind of everything not named Noctowl is, is better off with Hex. I see, I see. So unfortunately, we're going to skip over the second the second Vanguard slot because the 3-0 was won due to, given due to staff correction, which means it could be anything from failure to communicate to an emergency sub was used. I don't know. I do not want to throw shade where shade is not needed. <laughs> so we're going to move on. I mean, there... There is a Shadow Muck there, Canto Muck, so I mean, just, that can be our comment. Yep, Shadow Muck. In the Ember slots, not really anything new sticking out, aside from the Elect, maybe Electrode and Runa Regis, but I'm going to skip over that because Ember. Now here, here's something in the Master League spot. No Megas on Pogo Fan 6's team, but LW Josh brings a Mega Agron, Mewtwo, Swampert, Gyarados. There's that double water core that we see again. Garchomp and a double dragon. Garchomp and Hydragon. I was going to say, that's a triple dragon. Oh, yeah. 
Now in this match, now I know Hydreigon's really good in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, but in Pokemon Go PvP, it doesn't really do the best, and that makes me a little sad. So we've got, let's see here. So Excadrill can definitely threaten Mega Aggro, but Swampert makes it not want to come out to play. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but Swampert can also beat Therian Landorus in the head-to-head, -head, right? Because you're doing you're doing more damage with Hydro Cannon with Mudshot Hydro Cannon than Mudshot Superpower. Makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> like the, the, the I mean, unless you go for Earthquake or Earth Power on Landorus, I, I doubt it has a good way to do good damage to Swampert. That's fair. And then kind of looking at LW Josh on Josh's team, the only real thing I'm seeing that can threaten this Florges is Mega Aggron. Because you got this Fairy Wind user can doesn't makes Hydreigon not want to come out and play. Just no. We're not touching it with a ten foot pole. Garchomp, same thing. It's it's a dragon. You know, fairies are objectively better than dragons. I'm sorry to say but Dragon is still the coolest type in the game, all things considered. Mewtwo is still strong, and Gyarados in general is good here. Again, you're still not great into the Florges, but almost everything else, you're you're doing pretty well. And do you think with the amount with the amount of dragons or the amount of dragon presence that's on the team, do you think that in this case you would want to bring Waterfall Gyarados to the team? Or to the field because you you still you still hurt the Excadrill. You hit Landorus and put more pressure on it. Same with Re well, you put neutral damage to Reshiram. But the only thing you really kind of lose a little bit more of is in the Kyogre Garatino matchup, and and you can kind of hurt Florges a little bit. Yeah, I, I, it would depend how much better you do against Florges and if you're actually worried about it because they are very prepared for for Mega Aggron in general. Okay. But yeah, I, I would I would say standard Mewtwo Gyarados looks good enough that you can kind of play around that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Alrighty then. And then maybe maybe you do something like a like a sludge wave swampert. Oh, I hadn't even thought of that because do you really need earthquake in this set? I mean, there's there's some of the stuff where earthquake would be nice, like Kyogre and Giratina, but but I mean with Kyogre you can you can put Thunderbolt on Mewtwo. Do you really need Shadow Ball in this matchup? That's all I'm asking. I mean, there's yeah, there's there's lots of little tweaks, but um, I'm kind of already walking it back on the Sludge Wave. Like it, the the Hydro Cannon is probably good enough, where it would be nice to have Earthquake also for Reshiram because that's actually super effective. I see. Okay, that's a that's a fair point as well. But yeah, I, I do see the the floor just as causing enough kind of disruption that the the score makes sense despite how good just Mewtwo Gyarados looks. Gotcha, I see. Okay, so moving on into the next one. We've got Blaziken fans unfortunately getting swept by Pants Pasta. That name makes me chuckle every time. Pants Pasta brings a Garatina, Regirock, Shadow Gliscor again, Escavalier, Lantern, and Pidgeot against Obstagoon, Chrysalia, Pidgeot, Confergrigus, Ferrothorn, and Excel Lantern. Well, Why did you only say lan Lantern as XL? I was about to say, well, they're both XLs <laughs> because you have to get it to 50. I mean, the majority of the second team is XL. Let's be honest here. They just wanted to see... They just wanted to show off their XL collection. Yeah, all, all they're really missing from that is like a Politoed. <laughs> yeah. 
So in this matchup, Escav, like just looking at it blindly, Escav, Garatina, <laughs> definitely put I don't in think, some I don't think I've ever really thought about that phrase until just now. Which one? I'm, I'm gonna look at it blindly. <laughs> well, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do what Sylph does in NA Open after bout six and put every team on a dartboard and just yeet the dart. Anyway, so SCAV looks like it did a lot of work in this particular matchup. I would probably also say that Regirock also came out to play, and Shadow Gliscord looks like it had looks like it had some play on this as well. And I'm, I'm going to assume that Blaziken fans' Lantern was the Spark variant before I... That's one of my preface that. So with the Spark variant Lantern, Gliscord does a little bit better. It can still threaten the Chrysalia and the Cofferigus because it will take neutral damage while dishing out super effective in Night Slash. And then it can still threaten the Lantern with Earthquake. That's my thought. And this is, this is kind of one of those, if you don't run <laughs> Water Gun Lantern, which... Uh, you you know how I feel about Water Gun Lantern. The the Gliscor <laughs> doesn't have kind of that usual water Pokemon pressure, like whether it's from uh, Swampert or Lapras or whichever bulky water Tapu even. Where in Ultra that that's what shuts it down, similar to Grasses shutting down Lantern. It it can go a little crazy, and even more so when you got the Shadow, where it's actually doing decent damage <laughs> yeah i i hear that and <laughs> i feel a little bad but I, I can't help but laugh a little bit but that that's the the only thing that my brain can process to see why there was a 3-0 i mean i know there's some other stuff like oh well pants pasta just pivoted his pokemon better but it's like i don't have footage so i can't really confirm or deny <laughs> that <laughs> i mean that's that's what we do here is Gliscor looks like it, it had a field day. Regirock is is just a menace in Ultra, and it's like they they had some answers for Giratina, but as soon as you flip it to even Dragon Breath, like it's just, it's just a reliable safe swap. Yeah, that's that's really fair. It's a point to make on that one. Alrighty then. What else were you going to add to it before I moved on to open? Move down to, to Great League? It can be Great League time. Yeah, great. Okay. I thought you were going to add something else. That's why. I mean, I, I just like Ferrothorn. It's cool it showed up. Oh, definitely. Won me. What was that cup? It was a cup I did. It was... It had... It was the same cup that Cherim got Weather Ball fired. Oh, Forest. It was the Forest Cup. Cherim? I built my whole team around Cherim, and I used Ferrothorn, but I ended up using Ferrothorn more. But Cherim still came out to play, and I beamed everything. Solar Beam, Hyper Beam? No, Solar Beam, Weather, Ball Fire. Only beams. <laughs> in the last spot, we had Cryptomorphism fighting against Economikai. So in this matchup, you see one Pokemon that is the bane of every single water user's existence, Shadow Victory Bell. Against a team with no grass resist. Yep. I think it's very easy to say how they how cryptomorphism lost. It's it's a lot of pressure. It's just so like I see the shadow victory bone and I go, I, if I don't have a grass counter, I'm not gonna have a fun time. I'm just gonna say that right now. Just flip the table, rage quit, GG, no re, moving on to game two or match number two. They they did they did at least bring a team that pretty well shuts down Noctowl. 
yeah, Powder Snore, Ninetales, Frostlass, and Lantern all can can hurt the Noctowl. But only I two... mean, even even Machamp and Gliscor aren't bad. Like, the Sableye is about the only thing that would worry, but that gives you a lot more space when you have <laughs> three hard counters and a couple strong answers still. But, you know, even though Frostlass theoretically beats the Victory Bell on paper... Those razor leaves shred. Yeah, it's it's uncomfortable, and it's something you're gonna be thinking about the whole set. Is where is the victory bell gonna show up? <laughs> your your honest your honest and goodness only semi chunky counter for the, besides the ice types would be Gliscor with wing attack. But yeah, you're still getting chunked. And and Crypto still had to keep in mind the opposing lantern. Like his his team is fairly neutral to it and that that is hard to get away with in the current meta yeah that's that's honestly very a very fair point to make so then it, it starts to get tempting to bring your own lantern and you know <laughs> which, you know which, which feels which... like yeah it feels like the wrong answer when there's a shadow vic and he has like and you know what's waiting for for lantern freaking shadow victory bell my rant is over moving on into bout nine's previews we have sharks and wreck going to go for their sweep against the swell sprouts mazer gaming academy is going to fight nnpvp rock paper slark wait a second no sharks and wreck lost to rock paper. yes they did ha ha i lied R- rock paper slark is going to go up against Spiel team to try to complete the sweep sharks and wreck is going to sol- try to solidify the second place this week tap and turtle squads going up against the mighty thunder ducks and Testudo Skills is going to be going up against the Ghost Pepper Dunspice, who are going to try to put some points on this week. Implications for the implications. If Tapping Turtle Squad wins, they get they solidify their third spot. If Spiel Team 6 loses and Mighty Thunder Ducks win, then, yeah, then Tapping Turtle Squad will stay in copper. Major Gaming needs to win in order to stave off relegation. And the other teams, well, the only team that's really solidified relegation is NMPVP. Everything else can really just happen here. Jet, any final remarks before we move on into bronze? I mean, to me, it's it's all about that Rock, River, Slark matchup. Again, we, we get to see how they treat this last bout, knowing that they're basically guaranteed first spot in this tier no matter what and then there's the tap and turtles mighty thunder ducks and and that's kind of the that's honestly kind of the matchup to watch the the big brawls yeah (laughs) a lot of fighting for the the tops there's five there's four teams in the hunt and there's three spots up for grabs so and i mean i'm I'm still rooting for my friends on the swell sprouts and nmpvp to do well but they're 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 just playing out the last bout. Gotcha. Well, I wish all those teams the best of luck. And just remember, if you get relegated, it is not the end of the world. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't have any other words of encouragement. Bronze tier. Bronze tier time. All right, so we're gonna get this out of the way. So this, so bronze tier, we had another another solidifying sweep or not sweep, but another solidifying win of the, the tier. Congratulations to Brave Nerds by becoming by pulling off the Miami Dolphins and going 17 and 0 for you football people in the that are listening you know what I'm talking about 
They have solidified the double promotion into gold tier, which is a little bittersweet because we will no longer be talking about them after next week. Amazed, you guys have an incredible team. We hope to one day fight you for a... <laughs> we hope to one day fight you in the high tiers, not just in practice. And you're going to kick some butt up in gold. We'll see you up in diamond. Eventually, or we'll see you up in emerald one day. All right, now that they, now that I finished shedding a tear, <laughs> we also have, now that the emotions are out of the way, we had shadow ballers unfortunately getting smacked pretty hard by the Gong Rippers. Switchmasters beats Seven Deadly Simps. Sea Kingpin pulls off a victory against Utah Pokemon Rangers, and Fletch Cinderella Story is able to win 12-9 against Dojo Comrade. Here's the standings implications. So, Brave Nerds wins outright. Gong, Gong Rippers are in second place. One win ahead, seven deadly simps. Switchmasters have are holding on to the last spot, but they do have to hold off Fletch Cinderella Story, Sea Kingpin, and Shadow Ballers. And coincidentally, Switchmasters is fighting Shadow Ballers this week. This is very much a win and in scenario for them. Actually, no. If they win, Fletch Cinderella and Sea Kingpin still have to lose because Shadow Ball is at the very bottom, and we know how well that plays out. Do we see Shadow? Yeah, it's 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 tough when you're also behind by game wins. Yeah, they are down. Let's see, it's 72 to 91. They are down a grand total of 19 points. That's a big yikes. I just noticed their captain though has played all three open slots through the cycle that's pretty impressive yeah it, it really is good on that captain <laughs> but we can we can do more player shout outs during the wrap up for for next week oh that means i have to start looking at mvps and stuff i'll i'll think about that <laughs> well alrighty, so diving into brave nerds is 17 to 14 to 7 victory excuse me so i think you pointed this out but they the main I'm not, well, I mean, this team is very dominant, so it's very hard to find, like, a backbone type of thing. But this team, Brave Nerds, has been so dominant in the Vanguard slot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, and it was when I went and checked after they kind of got out of their, oh, man, we're, it's a closed bout. And then all of a sudden they were, they'd won 14 to 7. It was like, okay, what happened? And <laughs> I went down to Vanguard. I was like, oh, they swept the two Vanguard slots again. And then I had the whole, wait, how many weeks in a row is that? And <laughs> so I went back through. It's like, yeah, they've, they've dropped like a grand total of something like five of their Vanguard games or something like that. So five five Vanguard games over eight weeks. There's I actually wrote it somewhere. I can I can double check. But anyway, yeah, the, the Vanguard for them has just been that means completely solid. That means they've, they've won... Their record in Vanguard is 40, 43 and 5. Point being, the worst that they've done in <laughs> Vanguard was one week they went even. They have never lost Vanguard. Oh my goodness. Numbers numbers may be hard, oh. but these... Sorry, it was it was they've they've lost eight, so they were forty um, and eight. Forty and eight. Okay. Well that's still yeah. incredibly that's still an incredibly an incredible number. Yeah, it's it's Unreal. Like, I mean, over, their their score overall is is already impressive, right? They're one nineteen. What's what's the total? Do we twenty one times eight? Yeah, it's twenty one times eight for right now, which would be a hundred and sixty, uh, 
166. Well, tw at, at at the eight mark. So they're they're basically at two thirds of that, right? Where it's or better actually. Sorry, I was thinking of like 180. It's so oh. it's even 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 above 70 percent. Like looking more like. Sorry, my math is wrong. Anyway, okay. not yeah, not to get too into the math, but they're winning a lot, <laughs> and the the Vanguard definitely stands out as a big reason for that. I wasn't that bad at math. 21 times eight is actually 168. I said 166. Yeah. I was like, there's there's the 8 times the 1, but he'll figure it out. <laughs> so 21 times 9 is 189, and you said they've won 119 out of 168. That's a 70% win percent. 71% win percent. I made a good guesstimate. That was that was good. You learned. Oh man, and Dr. Dr. Banner even got the sweep this week with a Kingdra. So I was actually going to talk about that one. Oh, they both had Kingdra. Wow, the flex. They made Dinair care. They, they, <laughs> the opponents bought Dinair, and they just said, "Hold my Kingdra," and they, they just took care of business. It is. They did also pair it with the Bull Flyer. Like they both used Pelipper, but then it was the, the Pidgeot and the Noctowl, respectively. So it, it's not even that they're using like one team that beats everything. <laughs> They're just styling on all these teams. Yeah, it's it's honestly astounding. Like I can't I can't fathom this team. Oh my goodness. And then, you know, they were even in Ember, but you know that meta's played out. Moving on into Master, Skeptical Tracer who brought a who brought a Mega Agron, Red Florges, Kyogre, Gyarados, Dragonite and wait, is that an S Cavalier? Yep. What is that doing in the Master League? Having a field yeah, day. It, it makes yeah, it makes me wonder what has this player brought in the past that made them go, you know what? Sounds good, Escav. Well, even looking at this team, Escav going up against Melmetal, Manoswine, Ursaluna, like this this what's the word I'm looking for? Meta? Not meta. This team, Escav is just like it's free real estate. Yeah, there's at very least three of those that kind of have to respect it. But it looks like they are, or they had a full repeat team just from last bout. Gotcha, I see. And then kind of looking at, I mean, I'm trying to see, like, okay, so you have the, the Dragon Tail and Mega Aggron into Dragonite. I mean, but there's also, I mean, you could also put Smackdown to threaten Yveltal and Dragonite. And then say, I don't know. Does Floor just get a a grass move? Yeah, it, uh, sort of. Like it gets Vine Whip, but then it also gets oh, it gets Petal Blizzard. Petal Blizzard, yeah. But Petal Blizzard is is not a great move. Fair. And it doesn't help you with steals, which is kind of the biggest issue of a full fairy move set in general. So gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So then I guess in this case. Gyarados would probably be the play to to kind of chip the the Mega Blastoise. Yeah, well, in in general, like this is, I feel like whatever we're on four out of four, Gyarados is just looking good again. <laughs> There's that switch <laughs> it, army it, knife. Yeah, it, it does it does the the Master League things like outside of a couple that can answer back effectively it's it's there to kind of rein in what otherwise are 
the tougher matchups for the team, right? Right. And I don't, yeah, I don't think Skeptical Tracer was super worried about the Mel Metal. It doesn't look like it, honestly. But I mean, when you bring a Pokemon that has as good of a as good of a pick as Escab into this team, like it's a very just it's very demoralizing when I see that. And I go, well, I'm gonna do my best to at least get a point. Yeah, and and they did. So <laughs> at least it wasn't the the full demoralization flex mission accomplished alrighty so moving on into the ultra league and amazed is not in the lineup which makes me very sad I guess he's I guess he had a thing or he was so demoralized after getting 3-0'd like yours truly he wanted to channel his inner taco and put himself on the bench like I did so customs in this place custom goes up against impressor 18 with let's see custom brings a registeel alolan ninetales drag shadow dragonite Always, an, always a very spicy pick. Gliscor, Galarian Weezing, Shadow Machamp against Shadow Gliscor, Regirock, Chrysalia, Obstagoon, Verizion, and Shadow Charizard. The single most threatening Pokemon that I do never ever want to face because our faction's teammate, Donut, has been showing off just how dominant it is. Yeah, and that's, that's just in Great League where it's still much squishier. But yeah, I, I feel like you've pointed out exactly the issue here. <laughs> so in this instance, unfortunately, Custom Approach lost 2-1, to one, but I mean, Spice is right, has to get some points from somewhere. In th- well, and, and taking, taking the one point, I think, is still impressive into not having great Charizard answers. I'm looking for the Charizard answer, and I'm not seeing it. <laughs> Right. It, it's kind of like, okay, well... Um... Dragon Breath, Dragonite, into just... No, wait, no, because you can just Dragon Claw everything. Yeah, but at least you're taking a lot of damage. And then that's kind of what I, I feel like Custom had to do, is put the pressure on with Alola Ninetales, Dragonite, or Gliscor, and then figure it out from there. <laughs> that's That's honestly a fair point. But, you know, Impressor could have just saved Shadow Charizard with a shield advantage, and we all know what happens when you give Shadow Charizard, or at least Charizard, a shield advantage. It's just, it's game over, nine times out of ten. Yeah, well, and when you're looking at uh, the rest of the line being as potentially bulky as Regirock Crest, like, (laughs) uh, you, you can't full commit to chasing down the Charizard either, so I think that's just your, okay, well I I need to save a shield for my Shadow Dragonite and that's its job, and then I have to look at the rest of the team and, and have the <laughs> other two Pokemon for that. That's fair. Well, alright then. So, in the final slot in open, we have Trainer ABC123 up against Owen Foy. And Oban Foy brings Jeefus, Lantern, Mandibuzz, Buzzwool, Lorantis, Frostlass against Kafagrigus, Lantern, Noctowl, Gliscor, Talonflame, Regirock. So right off the bat, two flyers against a Buzzwool, Lorantis. He's not going to have a good time. But the, the Jeefisk. But Gliscor can can earthquake everything. Yeah, well, and and the Noctowl is is kind of a a trade into the into the G Fisk where it's it's not that terrible and it's good enough into the rest of the team aside from Lantern that I feel like 
you can you can commit to bringing it. That's fair, and especially like if you ran knocked out Gliscor and Water Gun Lantern, because yes, mm, then you wouldn't have a Lantern answer. But Gliscor Earthquake, go burr. Yeah, and as much as the wing attack buff has helped you get to Earthquake, it's it still takes a while to get there. But Gliscor it's, Earthquake go burr. <laughs> it's still. <laughs> It's still uncomfortable, Taco. Okay, fine. I need you to I need you to understand how uncomfortable it is. Look, I, I get it. You you want to win very very comfortably, where I just want to win, and if that means and it it, it can be done, and I, I think that's probably the combo that like it's it's right at the start of the team, so I mean it also stands out for that reason. But I think that's what trainer one two three abc had to had to contend with is just something as simple as chief as lantern i was gonna say well i was gonna say i'm just trying to win so if that means earthquake go burr then earthquake go burr i'm gonna do my best okay <laughs> I, I like the confidence it's like <laughs> what do you mean the earthquake is gonna land it's gonna die you know sometimes you just just don't bait come come to the come to the school of come to the school of nukes where bait moves are dumb yeah, that that full offense though. Can you tell that you know when I played competitive VGC, I never, I never knew what a wall was, or a stall team. I just stall teams are dumb anyway. That okay? We I see you're a man of culture as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like I would, they'd be like, yeah, what's your pivot? My what? Your pivot? What's that? The thing you pivot into, and if the case things go bad. And I was like, I don't have that. What do you mean you don't have that? Earthquake go burr. Why? No, what do you mean? I'm running I'm running a levitate Pokemon next to an earthquake Pokemon. I'll be fine. Yeah, earthquake go burr. And then he's like, that's never gonna work. And I took it to my first tournament, and I'll never forget it. It was it was it was a Gen 5 it was Gen 5 tournament. It was I brought Flygon and Hydreigon. I gave Flygon an Earth Gem and the the opponent the opposing team, they ran a Sun team. I think it was a Torkoal and I think it was a Torkoal and a Venusaur. I can't remember. And true to my word, Earthquake went burr. That was it. I liked that strategy too in Gen 5 against, uh, it was like the battle subway, I think, for the doubles battles. Yes, I know what you're talking about. And my, my version was Flygon Aerodactyl. It's basically the same, where it's just Earthquake everything. Earthquake go burr, Earthquake go burr. And when I can't Earthquake, Rock Slide is also a hit both opposing Pokemon moves, so why not? <laughs> you know, if we ever make merch, I'm putting Earthquake Go Burr on a shirt. I don't know why. I just thought of that right now. Okay, I'm done. I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. I was I was I was leaning more towards you're not wrong or something to that effect. Oh that's going on the mug, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Or Taco says anything jet. Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to drop actually. I, I, try to, I try to avoid that particular word. It's okay. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, last, last thoughts on this Great League spread, though. Like, I, I have to say, I, I am a fan of Buzzwell Lorantis in general. And it's, it's one of those where I think they had to just muster up the courage to run it run at least one of them against this triple flyer team and that's that's probably where their their win came from 
Yeah, they just went, I was about to say, they just went Earthquake Go Burr, but in this case, they went Superpower Go Burr, and they managed to hit something. Yeah, let's let's back-to-back Superpower, but off of two different Pokemon. Superpower Go Burr. Okay, now when you think about it, you can theoretically uh-huh. get that off. Like, if you build up to two superpowers, you throw both of them, your other superpower user is already super low on health, so they superpower twice, you switch and you throw the third superpower, and you can hit that really, really hard, but then when that fast move goes through, your Pokemon dies. So you send the other superpower user back in, and now you can get a fourth superpower off, so superpower does indeed go burr. And they've got good moves outside of that also. Yes, where it's just <laughs> like, Oh yeah, by the way, they have Lunge and Leaf Blade, two of the best moves for a Great League. Yes, I hate both of those moves with a passion. I still remember getting superpowered by Lorantis from JR Honda in a tournament way... Actually, last year. I was like, Lorantis isn't that old. <laughs> way back when. <laughs> anyway. Way back in the day. What, what's what's our what's our last matchups here, Taco? The very last matchups we have Shadow Ballers going up against Switchmasters. We have Sea Kingpin going up against Gong Rippers. Fletch and Norella Story is gonna try to beat Seven Deadly Simps. The Spices Rights gonna look to rebound against Utah Pokemon Rangers, who are also looking to rebound. And last but not least, Brave Nerds will try to become the first back-to-back, uh, first double, like I guess double double. Double double promoted team to go from iron to gold. Well, they're already making it there, but they want to go 18 and 0. Will they get to 18 and 0? I'm 90% sure the answer is yes, but who knows? Yeah, at this point, it's just how how far are they going to extend their lead? Like, they're <laughs> I, I say brave nerds by 10. I I have to imagine they're in a position to break some records, so why not? <laughs> Does the Sulfurina keep records? If not, they should. I, I know there's enough people that are data nerds that I I, I seriously I have to I have to say like they they gotta be. Okay. <laughs> I know there's an all-star team, which to be quite frank, bronze will probably have half the brave nerds on the all-star team. But still. So anyway, with the the complete wrap-ups and the setups for the quote unquote championship bouts, which, you know, in this case the only I'll be honest the only real championships that's happening is the one in copper and whatever happens in open happens in open with the rest of those matchups out of the way Jet do you have any final thoughts or remarks regarding what we covered today I did not expect about 8 to be so polarized just across the board where we we had some weeks where it was like okay yeah we're, we're finally getting the, the shake out of the top versus the bottom or whatever but I, I did not see that happening about 8. Yeah I 100% agree with you on that but with all things said the lower tiers are definitely those tiers where you don't know what's going to happen one week you'll have the closest of battles the next week you'll have a team that not a lot of people thought would do really well suddenly upsets another team that is supposed to be a juggernaut it's it's, i'm I'm just glad we have access to the schedules now so we can build better opinions (laughs) here's my opinion and it has facts to back up my opinion (laughs) but anyway we have the knowledge well you have the knowledge i just look at it and go there's a lot of words here and a lot of we have the resources (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of pretty pictures here I understand none of this. Anyway, 
With that being said, we are going to take a quick commercial break, but in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy some really good commercials that weren't from the Super Bowl. So they might even be good. Hello, Dragon Tamers. Taco Dog here, coming to you all with a special announcement. We are recruiting an Ultra League and Master League specialist for the upcoming Cycle 4. If interested, please fill out the Google form that will be in the show notes or message myself on Twitter. Come join the hottest faction in the North American Conference. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial break because I know I did. You always do. I have to. I'm contractually obligated to say that. (laughs) I mean, you could pretend. Yeah, but you know, there are just some products that I may not use on a daily basis, like a water balloon trebuchet. Because there's ice still on the ground over here. So it's a snowball chucker? (laughs) Yeah, but unfortunately we're not allowed to throw snowballs if there's ice on the ground because people like to put ice in them and commit no-no things with them (laughs) and knock people out. So as long as there's no ice on the ground, we can chuck snowballs. (laughs) Exactly! Oh, good. I'm sure the HOA loves that. Joke's on you. I'm the HOA president. Actually, though, one of my, one of my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? One of my goals in life, and this is probably kind of dumb, but it's still a goal nonetheless, is to, when I buy my first home, and if it's in an HOA, I'm going to run for office, get elected, and then pass the dumbest things that don't quite, when you read them, they're just vague enough to the point where you can't enforce them but they're just rules in the rule book. Make it look official, pad it out a little. Yeah, like a, a law or a, an HOA bylaw that does absolutely nothing, but it's half a page long. I mean, everyone loves those kind of niche archaic laws that obviously aren't being enforced anymore, but are, that I mean, there had to be a story there. And you can be the story. Or- or there'll probably be a bylaw named after me called the No Stupid Law Bylaw, but I will make it I will make it legal for people to have their own chicken coops in the back so that they don't have to spend ten dollars for a carton of eggs. It's gonna happen. I, I was gonna say that's probably a zoning thing, but I guess Iowa maybe it's just part of being in Iowa. Yeah, it's a definite. It's a gray area. We'll call it that. Everyone has that farmer spirit. Well, in this economy, you have to become a farmer. By the way, Taco, where can people find us? (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to segue into that, but you beat me to it. So, this podcast has... I don't even know. This podcast is brought to you by the lovely, wonderful people that listen day in and day out. Give us a review join the discord that is linked in the description below and just make this community uh, a wonderful part to be a part of recently as i alluded to last episode we had passed 500 plays over the lifetime and anchor gives us a an audience size and slowly but surely that audience size has been steadily increasing for the last two months since the year started actually so i thank you guys 
once again from the bottom of my heart for tuning in, po correcting me when I'm wrong in the Discord. I'm very much open to feedback. <laughs> That's the word I'm looking for. You know, However, that, that thing that people do when you're wrong. Hey, people like to prove other people wrong. And I'm 100% okay with that. It means that my research papers just basically write themselves when I was in college. Anyway, if you would like to join this wonderful community that we have started, there will be a Discord link in the bottom below. We are also, well, I'm on Twitter. I am at TacoDog8. That is my personal Twitter. Or excuse me, at TacoDog underscore 8 is my personal Twitter. I will post the most random things. Some days it's Pokemon. Some days it's RuneScape. Some days it's cars. You never know if you follow me. If you want to follow updates about this podcast, we have another, or I have another Twitter. It's called at DragonairDen, and that will be the official pod, official Twitter for this podcast. Give it a follow. Share it with your buddies. Tell them to enjoy it. But if they like the fair, if they like fairies, mm, show them another podcast, I guess. Or show up to us and we'll convert them to the dragon side yeah the music that you that you guys hear day in and day out is is sent to us via a video game composer by the name of Zame on YouTube he is also on Twitter at Zameit and he makes some amazingly good songs he does the Blackthorn City one recently I've really enjoyed the new Barktown one that we play in this section and you know he does he does some other bits of work i haven't really dived into it i've just been very much on a pokemon gig or on a pokemon binge i really hope he does the gen 9 the gen 9 battles and such especially nimona and penny he's a he's an amazingly talented composer and i know he's gonna knock those out of the park today he released a combo of the Gen 9, let's, let's call it endgame sequence, endgame battle combined with Gen 5 music. It, it was pretty great. <gasps> After we finish recording, I'm going to go listen to it. And if I enjoy it, I'm probably going to put it in. At some point. Maybe next week. <laughs> yes. You know, last bout of the cycle. Right, right. Anyway, so we kind of touched on our GBL progress at the beginning of the episode, so we're not going to do it here. In this case, we are going to give a to shout out our Discord community. In we have actually started our Naiad Cup last week. We got one round in, and there will be a brand new champion. Jet Force Jet actually dethroned amazed and confused in the very first bout and he now can still come back. yeah he can but now he will no longer be undefeated and now I have the honor of facing Jet someone I really 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 struggle against I don't know I feel like you've, you've really put up some, some strong fights these last few times like especially for the stream battles, for the CD tickets and everything. Don't butter me up. I, I know that you've been watching some of them. 
I've lost to the first challenger like three times or twice in a row now. Well, but, what, do you, what do you like from Nyad so far? Now that you're so, one whole battle in. So I'm really enjoying the the unsung heroes. I know that Fish on a Heater and the Palatown PvP server put on this infographic of some Pokemon that are supposed to be really, really busted. The Pokemon that I chose, I only chose two of the quote-unquote busted Pokemon, and the rest of them have been really, really helping me because they have the they have the, the, the bait potential or the nuke potential. And it just depends on what I'm feeling. And I'll just do it. Jet, you better not be taking notes. <laughs> no, I, I never take notes while we're podcasting. Okay, that's good. O- otherwise, I definitely wouldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, I just look at it like, oh, oh, you have a greedent. Well, allow me to introduce you to my Como-O. And then they switch out into Altaria, and then I trap them with a Walrein, and then they get very sad. The dragon fighters to me are ones that if I do more Nyad Cups look fun enough to try, where it's like, maybe when I get to my third team, which inevitably I probably will, like, they'll be on there. Definitely there is some Pokemon that can break the dragon fighter core. I won't tell you because, you know, I don't want to. Not until later after we fight <laughs> so we, we're currently one bout in it's myself and jet i think we're the only battlers left and we're gonna get our match scheduled after my mri i'm gonna fight with one arm i mean <laughs> there shouldn't be an issue with your arm after the mri <laughs> i'm just throwing that out there in case something bad happens i don't want to i don't want to say like Hey, something went wrong with the MRI, and so I have one arm for the time being, because we can't reschedule. It's like, ah, no, my metal arm. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, that's been... We had that. That was our only tournament we're doing for the time being. It's a three-round tournament. For the next wave, we're probably going to have... Oh, yeah, it is four rounds. For the next wave, when it comes out in March, we're probably going to start towards the beginning towards the beginning again maybe like march the 5th march the 6th ish no sorry march 8th possibly just depends on how much what's the word i'm looking for how much interest we have you know the discord's been growing i invite every single person to join in all you gotta do is pop in read the rules unfortunately because i made the server for quote unquote it's family friendly you do need to have a little bit of some safeguards on your Discord account to start posting. But after you do that, you're all set. And also, it's the only way you can message Jet if you would like to talk to them. Or you can tweet at me to say, hey, I have a message for Jet, and I will pass the message along. <laughs> the carrier talker dog. <laughs> Look, I had to retire the carrier pigeon, okay? As did the rest of the world. I actually want to train a carrier pigeon to just do like to just like deliver messages randomly to people 
And I think that would be the greatest idea in the history of very, very weird ideas I have. Or I could be completely wrong, but you know. <laughs> if anyone got one of those messages, they would definitely know who it was, who it was from, so you wouldn't even need <laughs> to sign it. Then you'd be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> yeah, maximum, yeah, maximum use of the paper. No signature required. Well, I can't airdrop because I already have a... I don't have an iPhone, but I do have an Android. So you can share Wi-Fi passwords. Exactly. Did you have any other standouts from Naya that you wanted to talk about? Yes, actually. So I made Flygon work finally. Oh, snap. I forgot we were doing that. <laughs> I guess I guess that has to be the second team is the Flygon team. Okay, so here's what you have to do. Okay, so first off, you need Dragon Tail. I know Mudshot's very, very finicky, but, you know, there's a lot of flyers and ice types, and you gotta hit, you gotta hit them hard, okay? So, step one, Dragon Tail, Flygon. Step two, you don't even need Dragon Claw, okay? You're gonna want Stone Edge, and you're gonna want Earth Power or Earthquake. You're gonna go full nukes. Now, step three, you're gonna throw Flygon out in the lead, you're probably going to get an unfavorable lead. That's okay. Build up to... Flygon can take at least one move. Typically. A neutral move. So you build up to the to the stone edge, or you build up to the, the earthquake slash earth power, and you dip out, okay? You dip out into its oh. move, they send in... You, you don't even throw it. No, you don't throw it. You got to... Watch, watch. So you got to throw in a bulkier Pokemon, like, say, Greedent. Okay. The ingredient will just slowly whittle away at the person that switches. The person switches. Let's say they throw in, um, for for clarity's sake, I need to learn the meta a little bit better. They throw in a Como, because why not? They throw in Como, and they're sitting there. You're get you're slowly whittling their Pokemon down, and they finally start using shields, and that's what you want. The ingredient is just gonna soak all of that damage. Eventually, Greedent will go down, and if you did the job right, you've taken off at least, you've given Flygon a shield advantage or a or switch advantage. You know, once Greedent goes down, Flygon comes back in, and if it's like an Altaria or a Walrin, you have Stone Edge now, and nobody is going to see it coming. So you're just like, bam, Stone Edge hits, they were expecting a Dragon Claw, and now you've just kind of like dragon tail down before your flagon dies and now you have another stone edge and then you can throw mew in the back to sweep and that's it i, I was wondering when we were getting to which pokemon in the back we were enabling <laughs> it's another flagon with a chair it's vibrava you know that gives me an idea but that's for another day another day so anyway that that is the the, the Taco Seal of Approval guaranteed Flygon wins in the Nyad Cup. If you try it out and if you do really well with it, I'll take the credit. If you try it out and you fail, it wasn't my idea. And, Actually, I'll and take the blame for it, too. Just for clarity, is, is this Shadow Flygon? No. I mean, if you have the Shadow, go ahead and run it. But I did it with a normal Flygon. So it's it's doable. For a second, I thought I broke you, Jet. 
Oh, no. Not broken. Okay. <laughs> Just looking looking up Flygon's um, stats in the cup. Yeah, I'll just tell you, he doesn't do well. Remind remind myself what it actually beats. So, Flygon, the Shadow Flygon is definitely the preferred, but it can beat the Bronzong, Miltank, Galvantula, Chargebug. And the, the it, yeah, the, the Shadow damage on the Dragon Tail makes sense. That's a force. Yeah. So, it's definitely a, a boomer bust Pokemon. <laughs> Uh, and when when you started talking like hyping it, I thought it was gonna be a you just suicide lead it to get shield advantage for your other two Pokemon, <laughs> and I was like, see, okay, that could work. <laughs> you see, I'm not well versed in suicide leads, so I can't tell you if that would work or not. Well, it's like you had talked about Ampharos earlier for Ember, and to me that's one of the things it does really well is it can tank a lot of charge moves pretty decently. So, like, that's that's where you can kind of get a leg up in that opening sequence with the Ampharos is you can tank a move and there's a lot of Pokemon that can't. So you're pretty spammy. You're going to most likely get to two even if you tank one. So, Gotcha. Okay. So I will probably do some more research on that, and I'll get back to you on more how to win the Nyad Cup with Flygon. If not, use Dragonair. And remember, <laughs> Dinair don't care, baby. Yeah. Well, and before we kind of go into the, the sign-off and everything, it was like the, the Pokemon I was surprised to see as much as I did uh, is the Defense Deoxys. I haven't seen it yet. Where I expected m- most of the supporting cast for the teams to lean towards something that beats Altaria or something that beats Mew, and DD doesn't really do either of those things, but it does beat Walrein well. And there's there's quite a few of those bulky ices around, so I mean, it kind of takes the third angle of. I can sort of deal with the normal types and <laughs> the things that are attacking Mew and Altaria where it makes sense. It's like you, you have you have good options with the with the DD and it's and it's not something that's gonna melt instantly, even in a bad matchup. Oh, okay. Which at least there aren't many ghosts, like there's Yeah, it's just Jellison, but I mean you you'll see a few <laughs> of those. That's fair. Well, all right then. So if you guys have any interesting picks from Nyad, feel free to throw them our way or just message us about them. Like, hey, I saw live after the cup because I don't want self to say, Taco, you can't do that. So after the cup, if there's anything interesting that you came across, throw it our way. You know, I'd be more than happy to do a a retrospective on the the Nyad cup at the end of this because it's, I will say it's a thousand times more fun than Ember was. It's it's back to kind of the classic formula, right? It's <laughs> it's it's moving away from as fast and furious as Ember, and I, I like that that at least balances out within the wave. Yeah, that's true. Well, all right then. So, with that being said, this was a really this is a little bit of a longer episode. I will definitely say that but you know 
I feel like, like we everything. put a lot of prep into it for the last week. We have, and especially we've kind of like found our groove in 2023. Psych or factions is doing their thing, and last but not least, we got a nice little nod in the from MJ in his weekly articles. So we're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, well, and he knows we're gonna spend time on it, so so he can kind of give his bare bones and spend more time on the the upper half. That's true. And so to you guys, to everybody that is new and is coming, welcome. We do this a lot of fun. We do this a lot. And I hope you guys stay here for the long haul. But with that being said, it is now time to unfortunately say goodbye. But we leave you guys with our with our fond farewells of always make sure you keep your dragon fangs sharp. Stay out, stay away from those fairies. They may have candy, but they bring you nothing but pain. And they laugh at your pain. They do. It's it's not fair. I just thought of the the wiggly tough just kind of like walking towards like a dragon. I think it was a salamance that used like dragon poles and it's just like nope, I'm doing my own thing. Like this is actually fine. Yes. <laughs> but where was I? Oh yes. Ice types are pretty, are okay, but they still hurt a lot. And with everything out of the way, we will see you all in our next episode. Looking forward to the end of the cycle.